0: It's Pocket Office with me, Chris. Oh, hey there, internet friend. You're joining me out here in one of my cornfields right now in what I'm calling a pocket office. Taking a nice little shady break. I have my laptop and a portable microphone mounted on a Hyundai? Piece of farm equipment? I should probably know what it is. It's a big old tractor. Maybe I'll make it part of the... uh, Album artwork, so you can see what I'm talking about. I'm in our biggest cornfield at the moment. We have two cornfields here in my tiny farm, and we also have a handful of corn growing in our garden too. It's our first year growing corn, and it's a humbling experience gardening in general. But we just sort of lulled right into corn and didn't think too much about it, and so um, I'm learning as I go, and. I have to kind of prepare myself for the idea that I'm not going to have a high yield this year, but uh, this is the uh, practice year, right? It's like with computers, when you screw something up, you find out immediately, you know, it's digital, it's binary, but with gardening and farming, you don't find out you screwed it up until you've put months and months of effort into something. And then you just got to like, accept the fact that you screwed it up and then try to figure out. How to get it right next time. So uh, that's what I'm out here doing. I'm taking a break because, ironically, office hours is a lot like growing corn. You know, you you just try something, see if it works, and maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. Maybe the pocket office maybe the pocket office sucks out here in the cornfield. I don't know, but we're gonna try a lot of things with office hours, and I wanted to give you a couple of quick updates things that have been on my mind because now that we've switched to this bounty release it like opens up a world of possibilities things I've never considered doing before Uh, like for example if it's something that's sort of boutique and unique couldn't I just manually release it since it's not happening on a regular schedule trying to get out just in time couldn't I just sort of manually release it. And if I was doing that, couldn't I add certain new features that we haven't been able to build into our platform yet? I think I could. I think I could add more podcasting 2.0 features into Office Hours if we're just releasing them as we hit the bounties. So I was thinking like the first low-hanging fruit is cloud chapters. I've been wanting to get cloud chapters. And the second one that I've been wanting to get, it's not exactly low-hanging fruit, but transcripts. I've really wanted transcripts for a while now. Uh, I think just... Not only being able to search the content of the show, but SEO and making it available to a different listener base is pretty important. And then there's one other thing that's been in the back of my mind that was just too crazy to try. You know, when we have something that's constantly in motion, it's like a a podcasting production place, kind of like a, a manufacturing pipeline. And if you take too much time trying to figure out how to do custom publications for one show, You're going to slow everything else down. But with office hours on this bounty format, I can kind of set it aside and work on it as a personal creative project. And so I started thinking, maybe this is the time, this is the podcast to try out IPFS podcasting, the the interplanetary file system, which I'm a bit skeptical of. But the promise when it comes to podcasting is pretty powerful. The idea that you could have a worldwide distributed CDN, you seed it from someplace, some object storage or some endpoint online, and then IPFS and the network, they take it from there. And that's a pretty cool idea, especially trying to keep podcasting costs down, right? Because I think a key to the value-for-value format is lean and mean. And so with IPFS podcasting, it's pretty clever. You submit a feed which we would have already, into the IPFS network, and then they ingest the most recent episodes, then you give out either an RSS feed that is generated by the IPFS-enabled network or you use your standard podcast RSS feed, but you use the IPFS prefix. It's like a little HTTP redirect. And you put that, affix that before the URL for the MP3, and it will first check to see if the file is available on IPFS, and then do it through one of their like bridge endpoints so you can still download it over HTTP. And if it's on the IPFS network, it'll pull it down. And if it's not, it'll just send you to the file's origin point, which might be like Linode object storage for us. So that's a neat idea. And then to incentivize the IPFS operators to favorite your file and keep them available on the network, you can include them in the splits. How cool is that? So you can have like, you know, like I could put like a 5% split into whoever hosts our file and the IPFS podcast system will send that split to whoever favorites our file and then provides that file for download. Otherwise, you get like 48 hours and if a file has no downloads, it's off the IPFS network. But fair enough, right? People got to pay for their storage and if a podcast isn't getting downloaded, it's probably not worth archiving but if you can incentivize people holding on to it with a split i think that sort of changes the calculation for people that are participating in this also listeners could run their own ipfs podcasting node it's pretty i looked at it it looks pretty simple i'm going to run one and they could favorite the file so they might get included in a split if they're you know if they're the origin or uh, they could just make sure the file's available for posterity and i could as well with my own node which i will So that's kind of neat. Now, it's a a lot of infrastructure I have to set up. I have basically on the back end, I have to switch over to using sovereign feeds for the feed generation. I have to switch over to using Linode object storage for the origin of the MP3 file from Fireside and, of course, the hosting of the RSS feed that I'll be generating. And I also have to run an IPFS node. (laughs) And that's just the basics. Before I've even gotten into transcripts or cloud chapters where I've got to store images online and I've got to actually generate the cloud chapters, it's going to be a bit of work. But, like, you guys are stepping up, so I'm going to step up, and we're going to invest in making this the most cutting-edge JB podcast, and we're going to experiment with this stuff. And if it doesn't work, well, I'll cut the cornfield down, and I'll use it for mulch for next year. So let's talk about our bounty, because that is why I wanted to check in with you guys. Um, We said that we would take all of the boosts that came in towards episode 33, our last official episode, and we would put those towards our goal ...for the bounty. And so, just as a reminder, in episode 33, we had 25 total boosters, 28 boosts in total, because some people like to send in a couple extra boosts, multiple boosts. And we brought in a grand total of 660,799 sats. Awesome. And our goal for the bounty, for a new office hours that has been 100% funded by our community with no advertiser support, 100% community support was 1.5 million sats. So we said we would take episode 33 sats and we would put them towards the bounty. And since episode 33, we have gotten 21 unique boosters, a total of 26 boosts, and a total sat of 1, 027, 948 thousand sats. Probably not even... I mean, I feel like when I read those numbers, I'm not even getting it right. But the part that matters is we got over a million sats. So when you combine that with the bounty from the previous episode, we have officially reached our goal. Congratulations. Congratulations. Well done, my friend. Well done. So let's do this thing. And, you know, reflecting on the milestone, this is a pretty cool accomplishment for me personally because I've been podcasting for forever. I forget really how long and then people tell me. So right now my current number is 18 years. And um, I figure at least 15 of those have been sponsor-funded. And when I think about self-sovereignty, one of the reasons I'm out here in a cornfield probably killing half my corn because I didn't plant them deep enough, is I'm just practicing, learning how to do this. So that way, if I ever need to do this, or maybe I could learn how to only do this, wouldn't that be something? Like, now with the corn, it's really, it's the whole garden. It's about learning how to grow food that tastes better and is better for us and that doesn't involve us having to go buy it from a grocery store. Just like I self-host so much of my own stuff, this all sort of fits in with that general kind of goal that I have is if it's a business that I want to do for another 15, I mean, I humbly say 15, but to be honest with you, I'd love to do it for 30 years more. I'd love to do it till I can't talk anymore. So I don't know how long that is. But am I am I always going to be dependent on services like PayPal and Stripe and Patreon? It just doesn't, doesn't, seem, doesn't seem like it's a good long-term plan. Or am I always going to be dependent on sponsors, sometimes which are great, but they come and go. It's cycles, right? I mean, you remember when JB started, it was domain names. We had GoDaddy and two cows. It was domain names. And then sort of over the last few years, it's transitioned more into services where there's a monthly payment and so then they can justify the expense of a sponsorship because if you sign up and you stick with them for a year you've probably more than paid for your acquisition cost but these are cyclical it won't always be this way and we're going through another one of these transitions right now one of my favorite podcasts that i listen to just had a dynamic ad for american express god that's gross could you imagine like having to like shill credit cards on your independent podcast that you've created that's just i don't i don't see the i don't see like how that's great a great end game either not it's not good for their brand for the podcaster's brand and it's not good for me now i have a negative association with American express so it's not good for america express so who won in that scenario nobody <laughs> so how long is that gonna work well longer than it should no doubt they always manage to stretch these things out but that's just a little bit that I reflect on. You know, I, I'm sitting here. I've got, this, I've got this stupid, expensive MacBook Pro, and it's running Asahi Fedora. And my, my home's running off solar, and I'm out here trying to grow my food. And none of it's 100%. You know what I mean? And, and also, the boost, right? Not everybody's using a podcasting 2.0 app. Not everybody trusts Bitcoin. It's a, it's a big hill to climb to initially get in. Once you're in, it's pretty great. But to initially get in, it's a hill to climb. All of this is nascent. My ability to garden, my ability to run Linux on my MacBook, and my ability to fund the network through something like boosts, memberships, and the audience, and making the audience the biggest customer. Ooh, the wind's picking up as I get as I get righteous here. It just feels like we've reached a new milestone right in the middle of the winter. All right, I, I gotta go. I gotta go. The wind's picking up. My corn's gonna fall over. I got to finish putting dirt down. Thank you, everybody. I'm looking forward to doing Office 34. Uh, I can't wait to chat with Brent about it. He's traveling right now, but uh, I sent him a message to let him know we reached the milestone and he's super excited. And we're already starting to plan Office Hours 34. And I hope to have all this podcasting 2.0 stuff that I'm talking about in place. So each one's going to be a handcrafted release of Office Hours personally by me. Thank you, everybody. Super excited. And I'm getting back to work. The wind's here. Thank you, everybody. And we'll see you soon in episode 34 of Office Hours. Now get out of here. I gotta get back to watering the corn.